you wonder what happened in sports today, Brandon Petrilli, he got the wave. We talking a lot with bros today. Cracking some jokes, the podcast way. Goals on goals. Where homers on homers. Tutties on tutties. Got moments on moments. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into Petrilli. Well, hello, my fellow Americans and listeners all across the globe. Today, I am here to bring you the State of the Union Address for the Philadelphia 76ers. And welcome into another episode of the BSP Podcast. Yes, I am Brendan Petrilli, and today's episode is about that State of the Union Address for the Philadelphia 76ers because... It was an ugly year being a Philadelphia 76ers fan. And I know all of you out there probably are on the same page as me. And, you know, all my friends, you know, texted me, you know, oh, what do you think of the Sixers? What are they going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Like, here it is. Here's my thoughts. Take it for what you think. Right now, it's I'm recording this 1.35 p.m. on Monday. Uh, what is it? The 25th, I believe, or 24th. And Brett Brown has still yet to be fired. You see all the Shams tweets and the Woj bombs saying that it seems like they're about to go their separate ways. And it's about time. I feel terrible for Brett Brown because honestly, it's not all his fault. It really isn't. But it's kind of like when Andy Reid was the coach of the Eagles that last year. It was just time. Now, here's the thing. Brett Brown is nowhere close to what Andy Reid was for the Philadelphia Eagles. But he went through the process of absolutely terrible basketball with the Ishmiths, the Isaiah Cannons, you know, the <laughs> Jakar Sampsons, like all these guys, on uh, Arnett Moultrie, like – all these guys are just jo- the you know Jaleel local fours, you know Markel Fultz, and he went and he gave his all to try to get the Sixers to not to to being one of the top teams in the East and an absolute legit contender. But the sad thing is, after getting that four nothing sweep in the Boston Celtics, it's just absolutely heartbreaking. And it's kind of what we didn't want. That's why we went through the process. We didn't want to go be decent, like have a decent team and go and just be average and maybe win a playoff series, get bounced in the first or second round and just be like a team that's like, oh, yeah, they're good. Kind of like the Blazers, you know, they're they're a good team, but they're never going to win it. You know, that's why the Sixers went through the process. They tore it all down, and they wanted to go and get those all-star, superstar players. And I think you have in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Now you see everybody, oh, are they going to trade one of them? Who's out? Ben, Joel. Uh, They can't play together, yada, yada, yada. And people say that, I think you're an absolute joke for thinking that. Because they are both 26 and 23 years old. They are in the primes of their career, and they've been in the playoffs every year they've been healthy together. For what, the past three years at least? 
They've been in the playoffs and won a series, have been competitive in the other series, except this past one with Ben Simmons being out. But to just blow them up just because of how ugly this was is an absolute joke. Now, do I think Elton Brand and Brett Brown should go? I believe so. It's just pretty much it's the culture that needs to change. You need somebody that is going to come in here and be a leader of men and grab Joel, grab Ben, Tobias, you know, like Matisse Thibel and lead them. Because you saw with Jimmy Butler last year, he left because he pretty much said it's either me or Brett Brown. I'm not playing for this guy. I don't think he could be the guy to get you there. And so the Sixers traded him, traded him away. He didn't even get more money than what he would have got for the Sixers. He just didn't want to play for Brett Brown. And you see him down in Miami, and he's got probably a worse team that the Sixers have. But because the way their coach and Spolstra, Eric Spolstra, and then Jimmy Butler, they're able to push their guys that might not be as talented as what the Sixers have, but they're able to shape them and play basketball the way they know how and the way they can win games with the talent they have. And that's where I think Brett Brown really struggled. Because even with Ben Simmons being out, you still have Tobias Harris, Matisse Thibel, Mike Scott, you know, even freaking Al Horford, you know. But you're playing Raul Nato over a guy where you let go Trey Burke a couple months ago, and now he's balling out for the Mavericks. You got a guy, Alec Burks, on your bench, barely playing. And whenever he comes in, he just gets buckets. It is just an absolute shame because now this is where we can get into Elton Brandon a little bit, but you have those talented pieces and it's your job to freaking make it work. You got guys are 250 mil combined between two of them, you know, and Horford and Harris. Whether they're the right pairing for the team, we'll get into that in a little bit. But they're still all-star players. Joel Embiid is the best player on the court. Maybe other than Jason Tatum, which is another. Ugh, how he should have been on this team instead of freaking Markel Fultz. But uh, uh, that's just all the frustration that has have accumulated over the past five years plus being the Sixers because they have done things the right, maybe the, well, whatever you say the right way or not. I know my dad hates the process. He's, I think he's right. I think they are cursed. But the way the NBA screwed them, they got rid of Sam Hankey. They forced Colangelo in as the general manager. And ever since that, you just saw the arc of the process, which was ugly. Don't get me wrong. Up, 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 and then just completely downhill spiral. And now we see where it is getting swept 4 nothing in the first round of the playoffs. Swept. And game two, game three, it didn't even look like they were interested in playing. They just rolled over it and died. 
Like that is not what you want from your basketball team, from any team, especially in a city like Philadelphia, where all we care about is how much you put in because you know we're going to give you everything we have. Well, that's all we ask is you give it back to us. And I think that's where it's frustrating because you see Joel up there on the podium and he just looks depressed. And I think it's because us as fans and the media has just beaten the living hell out of him the past couple of years. Just beaten the fun out of the poor guy. He's a young 25, 26-year-old man. He was in Africa, what, six years ago? And now he's in one of the greatest countries in the world, playing in the best professional basketball league, making hundreds of millions of dollars now. And the guy's depressed because everybody's like, Joel, grow up. Joel, stop tweeting. Joel, stop making funny faces. Joel, stop joking around with guys. You know, Joel, start working out more. Joel, do this. Joel, do that. And they've just beaten the fun out of the guy. That's the guy The guy who we all fell in love with in Philadelphia is that big guy, that big personality. He's always smiling. He's joking around. And he's gone. He's gone. And it's sad. Now, can he come back? I hope so. But I think we need to take some of the pressure off of this poor guy. He's up there saying, I need to do a better job. I need to carry this team. I need, I'm the superstar. I need to do that. Yes. Yes, you do. But he's putting so much of that pressure on himself because of what everybody's telling him, what Chuck's telling him, what Shaq's telling him, you know? Everybody. You got to be the guy, Joel. And he does. But let him do it his way. Because that's how he was playing better. That's how he was like producing is when he was having fun. Now he just gets up there and I just, I just feel so terrible for him. And I hope we can regroup after this off season because when the going gets tough, you hunker down and you figure it out. Everybody that's saying, Oh, you got to get rid of one of them. Uh, Ben Simmons and Joel, you're crazy. These guys are in their prime. Now, are there some gripes that I got with Ben Simmons too? Yes, of course. Ben, you got to freaking shoot the ball. We see all these mother freaking videos of you pulling up and jump shots in a gym with nobody in front of you. Just do it in a game. You make the team so much better with just freaking shooting. I don't care that you're an all-star. You got to be a superstar, not just an all-star. You can't be content with what's going on in your career right now. Where I agree is you're 23 years old, so you should be able to grow as a player. Because, you know, LeBron didn't really have a jump shot when he was young. You know, even MJ. I mean, I don't want to compare Ben Simmons to them because he's nowhere close to that. But the talent that he has in a Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson really didn't have a jump shot either. He's probably, but they learn and grew. So that's why I think you don't just blow it up. You go, you go get a head coach that is going to come in and be a steady force for your team. A guy where, with Josh Richardson said, you got to need to be held more accountable. 
can't just be your bet your buddy buddy you know oh don't worry about it like we'll we'll work on it you'll figure it out no go do those extra reps in the gym take those thousand shots a day in the gym have that guy be there in the gym i mean maybe that's what brett's doing but it doesn't seem like it and from what a lot of the players say it it doesn't look like that's the case you need that guy to be the hard ass to push your team to get the bigger picture lay it out for him and go set goals and let's go and do it because being a head coach for any organization you need to set those goals and you need to push not yourself to show your team that you're willing to do it so they can do it for you and it stinks but Brett's got to go it's been a it's been awesome he has put all the work in and he is from everything you hear from everybody he's a great guy and I hope he I wish him well with whatever he does I really do. But it's just time to go. Now, to go on to the upper management, where it's kind of put on to Brett, put him in this situation where he might not have had the best teams to succeed, especially this past year. I'm 100%. I would would agree with that. But when it comes down to it, when you get the players, you got to make it work. But anyway... Moving into those moves, Elton Brand's first year as a GM. You trade Jimmy Butler for Josh Richardson. Okay, fine. At the time, I was with it. Jimmy didn't want to play here. But it it seems like he just didn't want to play for Brett. So you move on for him, you get Richardson. He's a decent player. He's nowhere close to Jimmy Butler. But he's a decent player. Like, okay, fine. Then... You go and spend $260 million on a 29, 30-year-old power forward that shoots mid-range jumpers in Tobias Harris. You trade Landry Shamit two, uh, two first-round picks that you've acquired throughout the process and just pretty much completely destroyed it at that point. And then you give him the Big Max deal. And then you bring in a 33-year-old old man to play the backup center or to even play power forward when the league is getting faster and smaller. They said they wanted to play bully ball. But if you ever watched the game, that never happened. Now, does that come down on coaching, which I was talking about before with Brett? 100%. But now to see how that just was an absolute failure. You need to be able, well, now you're stuck pretty much because you're not moving anywhere. Who's going to take Al Horford's contract? Nobody. Or else you're selling You're selling so low that you're going to get absolutely nothing for him. And even Tobias on that, on that point, you know, like who's going to take him with all that money? Because he's supposed to be what he's getting paid. He's supposed to be the number one or number two guy. But you're asking him to be the number three, and he can't even do that? Who's going to want that guy? Now, is there more upside with Tobias? Yes, I think so. I think you saw flashes in the bubble. And can he build with a new head coach to make it fit better? I I 100% believe so. But with the money, 
and the assets you've traded away in one season, that has pretty much completely fucked this franchise. I'm trying to, like, I'm just so frustrated, you know? You just, like, you want to just keep going on tangents and tangents. But I want to make sure I think it out, keep all the thoughts in line for you guys. So you see where I'm coming from and how the Sixers should move going forward. The thing that where I think uh, Elton Brand stands is I don't think the management, the owners, they are very, they take a backseat. They aren't up in the business. They're not Jeffrey Lurie, you know, they're not out there, press conferences, you know, talking about different things. And that's why I think they're more than willing to probably give Elton another shot to let it go. Because you see on Twitter, you know, all the Philly, um, you know, local radio stations are like, fire everybody, get like, you know, pretty much drain the swamp. Get rid of everybody, make the, make the owner sell the team, you know, get rid of the general manager, get rid of the coach, get rid of everybody. And I'm not that as extreme. I wouldn't be surprised if Elton Brand's still here. As of right now, uh, Brett Brown and Elton Brand are still here. Monday afternoon on 1.52 p.m. They're still here. But, you know, those rumors are swirling with Woj and Shams, as I said earlier. And I think Brett's definitely out. Now, with Elton, I, I think he should be out. I, I think he should just the way he absolutely dismantled this team in one year is a tragedy. Like honestly, because imagine if you didn't sign Hair, um, if you didn't sign Horford, and you didn't trade for Tobias, and Jimmy Butler was still on this team, you would have had Ben Simmons, Landry Shamit, Matisse Thybul, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid. That would have been a filthy, filthy lineup. With like guys like Mike Scott on the bench, you know Burke uh, off the bench, Kyle O'Quinn. It would have been a nice team, and it would have been totally different. But just to absolutely just you're in purgatory with those contracts that you gave out for five years, four or five years each. You can't do anything with it. You're not going to be able to make any moves. The biggest thing is now the Sixers got a draft well, and they don't even have draft picks. They got one. They got lucky that the Thunder made the playoffs, and they were able to convey that uh, that draft pick. It's like 21st or 22nd overall pick. Now you got to go, and you got to go get me another Matisse that you got late in the 20s last year. You got to go get another guy like that that's willing, cheap, and that's going to be able to step in and play right away. Now, moving off of that, who's going to be that guy that steps in and is going to hold the team accountable? Make the guys what you're pretty much stuck with at this point. Make it work. Whether you guy lets Ben Simmons play point guard again, or is it still going to be Shake Milton, which is an absolutely terrible idea. See who's that guy that's going to step in and be the next leader for this team. And there's a couple names out there that have been swirling. 
early on in this in this job search. And that first guy that obviously everybody's going to think of is the Villanova Wildcats head coach, Jay Wright. Jay's been linked to the team for years now, you know? And the biggest question is, is whether Jay actually wants to do it. Because everybody's always talked about how he'd think about going pro. He's got the two national championships with Nova. And, you know, he really has made himself an iconic figure in the Philadelphia area with Villanova. And I don't know if he would want to mess with that, you know? He has created one of the best, you know, non-Power 5 teams. You know, not your Kentucky, not your Dukes, UNCs, where he has brought in guys that aren't those stud five-star recruits and has built to two national championships in five years, you know? And has always had his team be very good. I don't know whether he wants to get away from that, you know, that comfortability. Now, if he would want to challenge himself, I think he could do it. I think he would be a very, very good head coach for the Sixers team. And now would be the time for him to make that jump if he would ever want to do it. Now, moving off of him, the next guy that you see on the list here is Tyron Liu. Not a chance in the world would I want him as the Sixers' next head coach. He's a Clippers assistant right now. And then, of course, he won the cha- he won a championship in Cleveland on the back of LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love. Now, you know, you always hear he's a player's coach. Everybody loves T. Lou. But when I think of him, I just think of LeBron James. When I think of him, I think of Kyrie. I think of him having those superstars. And whether late game situations, watching those Cavs teams, you you don't really see him coaching. It's pretty much go do it, LeBron. Go get it done. And you can see him and LeBron kind of rifting by the end of it. And that's why he wasn't the head coach anymore. So I, I just would not want him stepping in to be that next guy because he's too much like Brett to me. He's that guy that's, oh, yeah, I like he'll be your buddy. We'll get some stuff done. But I don't see him doing as much of the X and O's of then just letting, oh, Joel, go get it, you know, go go get me buckets. Like, I don't see him holding accountable Ben Simmons to start shooting a couple more jump shots. Just shooting one. I want that guy to force the issue, the next guy to force the issue on the guys to step in. So a couple other names that you see is um, Aimee Utica. He's a, a Spurs assistant head coach from 2012 to 2019. And he was Brett Brown's understudy here. No thanks. As I'm saying, I you want the complete change. I don't want anybody from that Brett Brown tree at this point. Because it's going to be too much alike. You want something that completely shakes up this roster and holds people more accountable. And the last guy I see here from WIP is Dave Joyner. He's uh, the head coach of the Kings from 2016 to 2019. And then he was with the Grizzlies before that. That guy, I'm going to have to take a little more 
a little better look into him. So I can't I can't comment too much, but you know, those are the top four guys as of right now who are people are looking at. Out of out of all of them, I definitely go Jay Wright. But I look thinking around the league, you don't want to touch Mark Jackson. Not a chance. No thank you. Who else is around the league? Maybe even like a young like a player, I would think would definitely help. A guy where He's played in the league for forever. And just to help, I would want a big man, a defensive-minded big man to help this team, to help Joel Embiid grow as a, into a superstar that he is. To help Ben Simmons get even better defensively and to push him, be like, yeah, dude, I know you're good, but so is I. And I know what it needed to take for me to go from an average, an average player to a great player. So I definitely look into somebody, an ex player. I mean, we talked about T. Lou, but I I don't see him being that guy. That's you saw his whole his whole career where he's not that guy that says this is what we need to do. He's kind of letting them do what they want. Like uh, like a Wallace, a Ben Wallace, isn't he coaching like high school basketball? You know, his his son's high school basketball team, or um oh the Michigan head coach, um he signed uh, last year with them. So like a guy like that, a younger old ex NBA player that can come in and demand demand change and demand perfection because that's what you didn't see throughout the Sixers the past umph years. They'd get lazy with the ball. The turnovers, absolutely brutal. Offensive rebounds for other teams. On the They'd get so many offensive boards because they're just lazy defensively. You know, you see Joel go rotate, pick up Jason Tatum, and then leaves a wide open back door for Ennis Kander because nobody rotated. You need guys to hold people accountable to get the X and O's down before this team can get to that next level. And that's what I'm looking forward to for the next guy to come in. Because I th- I do think Brett Brown is on his way out. And we will probably will see by the end of today. But I just wanted to get this done now. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Thanks for my long rant here. Feels good to get it off my chest. Reach out. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think the Sixers should do. Who do you think the next head coach might be? And, you know, shout out to the 215 and go birds.